Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Musings of a Minor Fan Podcast. My name is Paul, your regular host. On today's show, I'm talking about our embarrassing defeat to Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium by four goals to one. It was a terrible day for football, a dark Sunday for us, um, a game that would have ruined the weekends of millions of Manchester United fans all around the world with another dross, abysmal, woeful and embarrassing performance from Manchester United, especially in the second half. I'll be sharing my thoughts on the game and going on a rant. As a result, as a result of that performance, I'll be going on a rant and I'll be making a lot of attacks. I'm going to be spitting out some things that many of you will already know, but some things need to be addressed and I need to get some things out of my chest. So please don't go anywhere. It's going to be hot after the break. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. Um, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you for taking our time to listen to this cast. Uh, please don't forget to like or follow or subscribe depending on the podcast platform you're using. And please try and give us a five-star rating if you're on Spotify so that um, other people can listen to this cast and our cast will get a lot of promotion by Spotify. Thank you so much. For your support all right back to the show well of course you guys know what happened earlier today we lost 4-1 embarrassingly to manchester city this has this has happened before we've seen it all before with this team um right from the Morio years where it has never been this bad you know how toothless how powerless how helpless and hopeless these players look when there's adversity. The moment the third goal went in, the players was down to and stopped trying. It was so pathetic, pathetic. I think that's the right pronunciation. Pathetic how the players conducted themselves in that second half. No single attempt on goal in the second half. No single attempt, let alone a shot on target. Now that is abysmal. That is woeful. That is terrible. Man United is so poor. I've never seen a big team, a team that is a traditional big team that turns out poor performances on a regular basis the way Manchester United does. I've never seen it. You don't see Barcelona. Even Barcelona is supposedly in transition. And they are not this bad. You know? You don't see Barcelona playing this way. You don't see even Atletico Madrid playing this way. You don't see Chelsea or Liverpool or Man City playing this way. In any game, let alone a big game like this, this, this kind of game, form is supposed to be thrown out of the window. But look at what Manchester United are serving. No respect for the manager, no respect for the shirt, 
no respect for the badge, no respect for the fans, no respect for the ideal of this club, nothing. Nothing. No fight, no desire, nothing. It's just a shambles at this club. These players don't care about you and I. They don't care. They're getting their fat paychecks and that's it. If it goes well for them, so so be it. If it doesn't go well, to hell with the rest of you. They've given their best. How can you serve that second half performance and people are watching all over the world? People see this. I don't know. Our corporate sponsors and our partners, all these commercial people who signed with Manchester United, there must be something the Glazers are doing that we are not seeing. Maybe the Glazers um, and the people who are signing up with Manchester United are in a sort of a cult group. You know, there's a serious networking going on. Because I don't understand who would want to associate his brand with, with Manchester United's brand. With this, with this kind of performances we see regularly. Last week it was the attack not doing their jobs. This week it is the defense not doing its job. That's just the way it is with Manchester United. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just I can't I can't believe Man United play so poorly, so badly. For a supposedly big team, even Arsenal. I don't think Arsenal, in all the trying periods of Ateta, ever played this poorly. You know, in a big game. I don't. I, I would argue. I would. I would argue that that. No, even Arsenal. Under Ateta, have never been this low. With all their struggles, they don't play like this. At least they try. They do something, you can see a direction, they just don't know how to execute. But the way we can't pass, we cannot string three, four passes together before losing possession, carelessly, woefully, terribly to City is painful. Looking at that first half, yes, the first half was decent, it did well, they tried, they looked organized, there seemed to be a game plan. Yes, agreed, accepted. We came back into the game after the early setback, admirably, and equalized through Jaden Sancho, who was one of the few people who stood out today, you know. But, you know, the defense, come on. It was abysmal throughout the game. Maguire, Wambisaka, Wambisaka and Maguire today, culprits. I can't believe what how they've regressed so much i can't believe the scouting department scouted for players and generally thought wabisaka and harry maguire were people who would improve manchester united i can't believe people are being paid to identify such players i would never if i was a scout i would never pick maguire as a candidate to join manchester united or wabisaka no way no way. We we I we watched the Euros. We watched the Euros last year. And if if my United was a serious club, we would have gone for Denzel Dumfries. We saw what he could do. He was an attacking wing back. He was an attacking full back. You know, he was more in the attack than in defense, which is something that we need. 
all he needs is to have some defensive discipline. And he's trained that at Inter. The, the, the French, I didn't know who he was until the Euros. People who know their onions will scout him and bring him to Manchester United. And some uh, um, Wambisaka, if there's a Dolphins in your team, you don't have, you don't, you don't pick uh, Wambisaka unless you're playing him in the dead rubber games. You don't, you don't stop people like uh, Wambisaka. Somebody, even his passing is suspect, he's clumsy, he can't cross, he can't shoot. He can only tackle, and that's it. His football IQ is zero. Look at the his performance today. Manchester City's most of their attack were from his wing. Most of the attacks were built on his wing, and he could do nothing about it. He couldn't do anything. The Elanga, well, he Elanga was partly contributed to City's um, second goal. It was his. He couldn't pass the ball accurately and, you know, put the team under pressure. If you want to, do, if you want to clear the ball, you do something, do something right. You just do the right thing. You can pass, you know. I don't know. So, the first half, yes, they did okay. But sloppy defending from Maguire and Wambisaka, especially Maguire. Maguire, the first and the second goal, Maguire was not in tune he he let his man to be free kdb was free nobody close to him to put him off nothing the second goal the same thing nothing Bagua allowed the ball to pass through his legs showing that he was not concentrated he was just like a rabbit in headlights Maguire, an 80 million pound signing an undroppable captain Ole, this is on you. Your problems, the problems you brought on this club are still with us. Four months after you've left, the, what you brought to this club, the problems you've imposed on this club is still here with us. If Maguire was a foreign player and cost 80 million and had seven all these kind of performances, he would be on the bench. I've forgotten. That is what would have happened to him. But he's an Englishman. So he gets the benefit of the doubt every time. Same with Wambisaka. Why is Wambisaka playing ahead of Diogo Dalot? Ranik took over and, and rightly benched Wambisaka because of his poor form throughout the season. And we can we saw the fresh, the breath of fresh air Diogo Dalot brought into the team. But a few games ago, I think three or four games ago, all of a sudden, Diogo Dalot has lost his place and Wambisaka is getting the games, getting game time, even though he's not doing anything extraordinary. He's not doing anything better than Diogo Dalot. Our attacking play has lost its metal on the right wing. Nothing. Come on. Ryanick has been sucked into the politics of Manchester United. And that is, and we are paying the price for it for this favoritism and this sentiment. We are paying the price for it. Players that are not good enough are getting game time and causing problems for the squad. My United need to suffer more of these defeats 
maybe at some point it will click that our model is not good enough and we need to change i think some of these things need to happen for the idiots at the top level at the board management level and the owners the glazers who are the ultimate problems of this club to see that this model this sentiment when you buy a bad player if he's not living up to expectation after a certain period of time you dump him sell him get the replacement that's what big clubs do why are you trying to make it why are you trying to make him come good when it is clear that he is not just good enough there's no way bambi saka would ever be good enough as a right back it's not possible he can be a good defender central defender I think that is what he should become. But for somebody who was initially a right winger, you can see why he was made a right back. Because he wouldn't have succeeded as a right winger even in amateur league. That's what I think. That second half performance is one of the worst I've seen in Manchester United. And to me, big teams don't play like Manchester United. I don't know of any big team today that plays as poorly as Man United do in big games. I've not seen that much. That second half performance was terrible, woeful. I've run out of adjectives in describing how Manchester United are so poor. You need adverbs of adjectives now. You know, I've, I've, I. I can't, I just don't understand, really, the way we play, the way we approach games in the second half. First half we do, the second half become weak. The same thing against Watford. Against Watford, we were good in the first half, but in the second half, we were poor or poorer. Of course, we created a bit of chance because, of course, Watford is not a good team. But, but, you, but we all know that there was a drop in the performance levels. Against Watford, and this is the problem. Manchester United has a big problem with the squad. That squad is not just good enough. We know we've said this before, we've been through all this before, but it needs to be said as long as we keep on seeing these poor performances, we need to begin to remind ourselves that this team is not good enough, and something needs to be done about the players in this team that are drawing my United back. The Scott McTominis, the Freds, the Wambisakas, the Harry Maguires, even the Pogbas, even the Brunos, they are a big problem. Pogba is on his way out anyway. Bruno, Bruno, I'm sure with good coaching can be helped. But I don't see how you can help the likes of Wambisaka. Or McTominay, or Fred, or Maguire. I don't see how he can help them. Maguire, I mean, Fred or McTominay will do well in a more advanced position, not as the defensive midfielders or double pivot defensive midfielders. McTominay today is only, he was, any significant thing he did was to pass five yard passes sideways. Nothing, nothing else that I could see that he did. It was one of the better performances 
but still not good enough. That second half performance was just a disgrace. And it was reflected in the comments of Gary Neville. Gary Neville said that that last five minutes was a disgrace. And that is true. For me, it was that in the entire half. The team just lost it in that entire half. It was just terrible. Ederson could have been on holiday, could have taken a stroll, you know, could have been in the dressing room and he would not be missed because there was no attempt on goal in the entire second half. That is embarrassing. That is shameful. How how is that possible? How is that possible? Roy King rightly said five or six players should not be allowed to play at this club again after that performance. And it is true that Maguire, Wambisaka, Fred, Bruno, um, you know, who was the Elanga, you know, some of these players, they they shouldn't be playing for Manchester United, really. You know, Fred was culpable for the fourth goal. He's put his, his um. He just he had the ball and kicked it straight at Rodri, or a, a midfielder, and it ricocheted into the part of um, right, who was it now? Was it Foden or whoever who now, you know, released um, Mares, you know? So this is the problem. He ought to have controlled that ball, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not confident in himself to control the ball and maybe dribble or try to pass. And even if he did that, he would have been outmuscled anyway and lose possession anyway. So it's a poison chalice. It is either way, the result is the same. And this is the problem of players like Fred. No, they don't they don't do the right things. The basics, they can't do it correctly. Five yard passes, those players cannot make. You can't pass a five yard pass to your colleague. You give the ball away so easily, so cheaply. They can't string passes together. So painful to see. Wambisaka's performance today was terrible. Same thing with Harry Maguire. Their performances were horrible. Fred gave his best. He was like we would we expect him to do. Fred, McTominay, they ran a lot, did a lot of work. But they were not good enough. And when you needed that them to be intelligent, they could not be. You know, there's so many players in this squad that were poor today. Bruno too was very poor today. Huh? There was a point he just kicked the ball, a simple pass. He kicked it straight to the, straight to throwing. You know that annoys me. Kicked it straight out of play. Without any pressure. And I, and I wonder why. Why? Bruno's performance is terrible. And rival fans argue that he starts pads against the smaller teams. And goes missing against the big teams. Well, I don't know. That is op- open for debate. But uh, I, I think Bruno should be given more in the big games. He ought to. He should, he should, 
Bruno of his Bruno's first season and second season have been amazing, but this season he has been terrible. He has been woeful. And even in his good seasons, that criticism, that wastefulness has always been there. But this season he has been woeful. Although he creates chance after chance, you know, you know, but today's performance I don't know. I don't want to he's one of our best players, so I feel that good coaching can help Bruno, but today's performance was just terrible. Now Ronaldo didn't play today, you know, and many you know, when we lose games or when we drop points, there's a section of the fan base that attack Cristiano Ronaldo and blames him for the poor performances. And many of you will agree with me that yes, indeed Ronaldo is past his best. He's past his sell by date. He's he's not the pillar he once was. But Ronaldo is not our problem. And I don't know, maybe he would have contributed um anything to this game, but I don't think he would have stopped us from losing this game. He wouldn't because we have a terrible we had a terrible defense. And it's not like we created so many chances in this game. There weren't too many clear cut chances. Sancho's goal was individual brilliance, you know. I I struggled to look for the chances that we could we created very few. And that was the first half anyways, you know. In the second half we didn't create any chance. So Ronaldo there would have made it worse because, you know, his hold up play has been poor, you know, for a while now. And he would have gotten the service. And fans who are upset, you know, with Ole leaving or Marshall leaving or whoever, or who have an agenda against him, will call him out and, you know, accuse him of being quiet or being absent or going on holiday in a big game. So I'm happy that Ronaldo didn't play today. And he just gets to show that. Whether he's there or not, my United are a useless team, a woeful team, a terrible team. And it is his performances earlier in the season, as well as well as Bruno's, that has helped my United to have some hope of achieving something. A faint hope, but it's because of him. That is why we are still in the Champions League. Imagine he was not scoring those goals in the Champions League. You know? And if we go through to the next round of the Champions League, which is looking unlikely with, with our current form, it has to be him stepping up. It probably be him stepping up in a big game. And we need him to, I guess, Atletico Madrid. You know? So, people who are anti-Ronaldo need to wake up and smell the coffee and realize that Ronaldo is not our biggest problem. We shouldn't be signing him in the first place if we had a good squad, you know, but it is what it is. Where is Edison Cavani? Edison Cavani is nowhere to be found. And I can guarantee you he will play in the World Cup qualifiers this month. Edison Cavani will play. He's not fit now for Manchester United to play a game, but he'll be fit at the end of the month to play in the World Cup qualifiers. That shows you how we run, how our club is run. Then, of course, David De Gea, 
to me, he was our best player today. He made some very important saves. Some people will argue that he gives the ball away sometimes in his this ball distribution in, in the long passes. I don't understand. What do you expect from a, a goalkeeper? Do you expect him to be dribbling players before he passes the ball? Or what do you expect him to do? He should, he, the passing thing is... It's just like um, an additional element to his game. It shouldn't be his primary focus. It's not, what is the point of having a goalkeeper who knows how to pass the ball or distribute the ball but can't stop shots? Like Bravo was for Man City a couple of years ago. What is the point of a goalkeeper? His primary pro- uh, job is to stop the ball from going to the net. And I believe he does that very well. So people who are shouting, uh, making this... Um, the agenda. I don't see what they are trying to achieve. Is Dean Henderson supposed to save us from all this? Would Dean Henderson have made a difference in this game? Again, this this is the problem with the United fan base. We worry so much about rubbish, nonsense. The ethnicity of a player is not the reason why we are struggling. In fact, it's because of the we are emphasizing ethnicity you know, or nationality over ability. That is why we are having challenges as a club. Why are the people pushing the Henderson agenda? I don't understand. After all, DJ has done this season, so people still feel that the Henderson should be at this club. Or rather, should be the number one. Or, or DJ should not be getting a contract extension. I don't understand. It's keeping our problem. No. Whoever is the goalkeeper, it makes no difference. The defense is shit. The midfield is shit. Even the attack now is shit. Because our top, our strikers are players in their mid-30s or late-30s who are preparing for retirement from the game. And our young strikers are misfiring or they've been loaned out. So United as a club is in a mess. I can guarantee you we will not make top four. Arsenal is now ahead of us in the league table and I have three games in hand. I don't see how Arsenal on the current form will throw away three games in those three games. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. And we still have to go to the Emirates. We still have to go to Anfield. I can guarantee you we will not win those two games. And I'm sure many of you are willing to to bet your life savings that Man United will not win those two games. It's just a mess from top to bottom in Manchester United. As it is now, another rebuild is needed. Another rebuild is needed. We need to get players out of this club. Players like Juan Bissaka, players like Maguire, players like McTominay and Fred in that defensive midfield position or Matic. Pogba is going. Lingard is going. Ronaldo may leave. Cavani is leaving. So these players have to be replaced. Do you expect the Glazers to replace four or five of those players with signings that will push us forward? Is that going to happen? Would that ever happen? I don't think so. I expect DJ, I mean, I expect Maguire and Wambisaka to remain a core of that team 
in the coming years to come. They'll probably buy a few players in the midfield and attack. I won't be surprised if this summer we only get two or three maximum players in. And maybe the likes of Mata, who doesn't even get a game, will be let go. Pogba, Cavani, you know, these are the players that might be let go. We really need someone who will challenge Bruno. Bruno has been abysmal this season and his passing range has been poor. Somebody needs to challenge Bruno. Bruno is getting off easy because of his scoring and assist rate. And yes, it is good, but his overall play leaves enough to be desired. And this has to change. He needs competition. So another rebuild is needed. And I don't know how quickly we'll be able to do it. But we need another few years of this kind of performances. We will have to endure this failure for another few years to come. While Liverpool and Man City and Chelsea keep on dominating the league, both domestically and internationally, while we'll just be there fooling ourselves, worrying about the just passing ability when he does his job, his primary position or primary role of stopping goals of getting to the net excellently well. We worry about irrelevant things, things that we should be worried about, worried about having agendas against certain players. Because of you love a certain player. There are even Maguire fan boys in this fan base. The bench brought him up in a game Man United played a goalless draw with Watford. He said there was no Maguire. Was Maguire supposed to be the one to score the goals? Was he going to change the situation? If anything, he's going to probably make Watford have more chances. Anyway, that is that for Maguire. Um I'm so disappointed and upset about this performance um, with Man City today. I expected more. Yes, many of us knew that if we got a result, any result would have gotten a win or a draw would have been a bonus. But I wasn't expecting such a bad performance. I'd rather see us play well and lose than to play terribly and lose. At least when you play well and lose, you have hope that you can improve and you'll be able to beat a better, a weaker opposition. But it's despondency all around, you know. All right, thank you so much for taking out time to listen to this podcast. It was a bit longer than I normally do, but I was very angry and I needed to say some things. So thank you so much for listening. Um, do have a great day. Do have a great week ahead. Have a good one and stay safe and bye for now.